We have several examples in the Bible showing us God using instruments of destruction to remove people who have done wicked things or people who will not obey scriptures and go another direction and want to go another direction. There was a very wicked king, Ahab, whose wife was Jezebel. Ahab wanted a vineyard that belonged to Naboth, but Naboth would not sell him the vineyard or allow him to have the vineyard. So Ahab was very depressed. He came in from talking with Nahab, and he wouldn't even eat bread, and he just lie down with his head toward the wall. Jezebel asked him, what, why are you so depressed? And he said, well, Nahab won't let me have his vineyard. She said, well, aren't you the king of Israel? Certainly you can get the vineyard. I'll get it for you. So Jezebel wrote to the rulers of the little village where Nahab lived and told them what to do. She told them to find men that would lie against Nahab and then to take him out of the village and stone him to death. They did that. So Jezebel reported to Ahab that now you can have the vineyard, and he took the vineyard. This brought great penalty upon Ahab. God sent a prophet to him to bring a penalty. I think he sent Elijah to Ahab to cite the penalty that was going to come upon him. Then we have a section of scripture where God is speaking and he says, who will go up and cause Ahab to be destroyed? God sets up destruction when people do very wicked things. When the cup of iniquity is filled, when what they have done reaches God and he chooses to look at it, he will judge it. And God judges totally justly. In the case of Ahab, 1 Kings 22, And the Lord said, Who shall persuade Ahab that he may go up and fall at Ramoth-Gilead? They were about to have a big battle there. And one said on this manner, and another on that manner. And there came forth a spirit, and stood before the Lord, and said, I will persuade him. And the Lord said unto him, Wherewith? And he said, I will go forth, and I will be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. And God said, Thou shalt persuade him, and prevail also. Go forth and do so. This lying spirit in the mouth of the prophets told King Ahab to go up and fight against the enemy, and God was with him and would deliver the enemy to him. So when he did this, Ahab was killed in the battle. God often brings a strong delusion on church people who will not 
love the truth of the scriptures and persist in going in their own way. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 10 through 12. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they received not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this cause God shall send them strong delusion, that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. That's 2 Thessalonians 2, verses 10 through 12. You can't reason with a deluded person. You can try. You can present all of the facts, the truth, the scriptures that show that person's going the wrong way and that person will not be able to see anything but the way he is going and he will continue in the delusion. When God sends a strong delusion to a person so that he will believe a lie, you can't break that delusion. A great many churches changed the doctrine of Christ to another doctrine. It was once taught that the divorced woman would commit adultery if she remarried. This was would be a very unpopular doctrine, and so it was changed to allow women to remarry. But the fact that a church changes the doctrine does not mean the doctrine of Christ is changed. I know a woman who, she's no longer living now, but she, is, as a young girl, was a Fulbright scholar in Italy. She was a Baptist, and she met a young man in Italy that she wanted to marry, but she had to become Catholic to do that. So she went into the training to become a Catholic. She became a Catholic, and they married. As soon as they got back to the United States, he left her. They divorced. She then went to a non-denominational church, but she kept it secret that she had been divorced, that she was divorced, and she lived as a single woman. There was a man in the church whose wife died of cancer. He wanted to remarry, so he selected two women in the church to date. One of them was the divorced woman that had been kept as a secret. He fell in love with her, wanted to marry her. She told him then that she had been divorced, but he went on and married her. I asked him this. If you had known Donna was a divorced woman, would you have dated her? He thought about it and he said, no, I don't think I would have. But by marrying her, he committed adultery. She committed adultery. And she was living in deception. If you hide yourself from the body of Christ and live a separate life to what they think you're living, you put yourself into a terrible position and maybe others too. 
because even though he didn't know, she was a divorced woman. I believe he knew the scriptures which say a man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery because he said no, he didn't think he would have dated her if he'd known that. But he went ahead and married her after he found out. So he is guilty of adultery. They've changed that doctrine today also. You never hear that preached, that the man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Matthew chapter 5, verse 32. But the fact that a church changes the doctrine does not mean God changes the doctrine, and in the day of judgment, the doctrine of God is the doctrine for which we will all be judged. In Galatians chapter 1, verses 8 and 9, the Apostle Paul says, But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you, then that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. At that time, they did not have the New Testament Bible. Paul spoke the New Testament Bible to the people of the Galatians. So he is saying the doctrine that we have preached unto you is the true doctrine. Some other people had come in and preached another doctrine to the Galatians to try to make them do things that were not required by God. But Paul said, though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. This divorced woman who hid the fact that she had been divorced told me this story. When she saw this man who wanted to remarry, when she saw him, she heard, he's going to be your husband. I was very confused about this. For how, how does a spirit of God preach a gospel opposite to the New Testament Bible? Well, it, here's the answer right here. This was an evil angel that spoke to her. It wasn't the Holy Spirit, for the Holy Spirit will only speak truth from God. An evil angel, and there are evil angels, will speak things opposite to Scripture and lead you into destruction. And I believe that's what happened in her case. I think that's what God showed me happened in her case. Psalm seventy-eight forty-nine. He, God, cast upon them the fierceness of his anger, wrath and indignation and trouble by sending evil angels among them. When you persist in going in your own way and ignoring scripture, you bring judgment upon yourself. Often, a spirit will come telling you something, convincing you of something that is not the way to go. And when you go that way, you destroy yourself, just like Ahab did.
We have a great many scriptures on the subject of divorce, remarriage. Just two of them I'll share with you now. 1 Corinthians 7.39, The wife is bound by the law as long as her husband liveth. But if her husband be dead, she is at liberty to be married to whom she will only in the Lord. Some of the churches will teach we're not under the law today. We're not under the law of Moses today concerning the sacrifice of animals, but we are certainly under the law of God as presented in the New Testament Bible. And this is the New Testament Bible. 1 Corinthians 7.39 The wife is bound by the law as long as her husband liveth, but if her husband be dead, she is at liberty to be married to whom she will only in the Lord. Romans 7, 1 through 3. Know ye not, brethren, for I speak to them that know the law, how that the law hath dominion over a man as long as he liveth? For the woman which hath an husband is bound by the law to her husband so long as he liveth. But if the husband be dead, she is loosed from the law of her husband. So then, if while her husband liveth, she be married to another man, she shall be called an adulteress. But if her husband be dead, she is free from that law, so that she is no adulteress, though she be married to another man. One time a woman called me and wanted to come talk to me about her mother's second marriage. This woman said she was a minister. God said to me, you don't need to talk to her about her mother's second marriage. Tell her, just study the scriptures. Don't study the circumstances of the marriage. The scriptures tell everything. And they do. Matthew chapter 5, verse 32 Jesus said, But I say unto you that whosoever shall put away his wife, saving for the cause of fornication, causeth her to commit adultery. And whosoever shall marry her that is divorced committeth adultery. If a man divorces a faithful wife and she remarries after divorce, she commits adultery. But the husband who divorced the faithful wife is the cause of her adultery. She committed adultery, but he is the cause of her adultery. And the man who marries the faithful wife, who has been divorced, commits adultery. The Holy Spirit of God will only speak the truth of God according to the scriptures. He won't tell us to do something or lead us to believe we're going to do something that is not truth. But an evil angel could do that. A lying spirit could do that. And a strong delusion from God can cause a person to go in a way of damnation. The only thing keeping Antichrist out of the churches are the scriptures. And when a church changes the doctrine from the Bible 
to another doctrine and permits the man to marry a divorced woman or the divorced woman to remarry in the church or homosexuals to be in the church. Homosexuals who are practicing homosexuals who have not repented of the sin of homosexual. If you allow that in the church, then Antichrist moves into the church. Antichrist in the New American Standard Bible is called the man of lawlessness. Lawlessness will not come into the church unless you remove doctrine and change the doctrine of Christ or just don't ever speak about that doctrine. But the scriptures are there to free us from sin. The world wants approval to sin. The scriptures are there to free us from sin. Before Jesus returns, Paul said in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, a falling away had to come so the man of sin could move into the churches and sit in the temple of God showing himself to be God. As soon as the churches changed the doctrine of Christ, and it actually began in the days when both John and Paul were living. Paul said, even in the church of Ephesus, in Acts 20, Paul said he knew there were men sitting there among the elders who would, were waiting for him to depart so that they could bring in perverse doctrine, and they would do that. This is how all those denominations got started, was men wanted to speak their own ideas, which were contrary to the scriptures. Therefore, they set up their own churches to present their own doctrines. Our safety is in the scriptures. We cling to the scriptures. A woman once contacted me because she was a realtor and she wanted to represent me selling our house that was in Texas. She said she was a Messianic Jew and she said that she had met a man and she was real excited about him. We shared with her the doctrine that if she should remarry, if she should remarry, she was a divorced woman, that she committed adultery, according to the Bible. And then she said, oh, we don't go by the Bible, we have our own doctrine. I shouted out, there is no other doctrine but the doctrine of Christ. There is only one doctrine, and that is the New Testament Bible. And Paul said, though we are an angel from heaven, preach any other doctrine, let him be accursed. And they are accursed. They are cursed when they bring another doctrine to the congregation. And when the congregation goes by this other doctrine, they're cursed. We all have New Testament Bibles, and we can know the truth by the Holy Spirit and by reading the Bible. But so many people take pleasure in their own churches rather than loving the Word of God. They set themselves up for a strong delusion to be sent from God 
Notice that he says God would send a strong delusion that they would believe a lie that they all might be damned who believed not the truth but took pleasure in unrighteousness. We have to love the scriptures and go by the scriptures. Paul said in the last days, perilous times would come. Second Timothy chapter 3. He said evil men and de- de- deceivers would wax worse and worse in the last days. And he told Timothy, cling to the scriptures. Second Timothy chapter 3 verse 16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. There was a woman that came among us for a season She had been raised Baptist, but was not born again at the time. She married a young man, had two children by him, divorced, and then she wanted to marry another man. So she went to a pastor and asked him, could she, as a divorced woman, remarry? And that pastor said, well, my sister is divorced and remarried. I don't see anything wrong with it. So she married this man after divorce. She married this man and then she was born again and began to read the Bible. And when she read the Bible, she saw by the scriptures that she had committed adultery when she remarried as a divorced woman. She was so angry with that pastor because he told her she could remarry. But as I considered her case, the Holy Spirit said to me, well, wasn't she already committing fornication, having sex with the man she wanted to marry at the time she went to the pastor? So I said to her, weren't you already having sex with Edward when you went to the pastor? She was deathly silent. And then she said, yes. It's rather a moot point to be committing fornication and to go to a pastor to see if you marry this man, if you will commit adultery when you're already committing fornication. A woman who was born again was dealing with her adult-aged son who was not born again. She showed him the Bible And he said, oh, but mother, that's so legalistic. I was really grieved over that. I turned to God and said, this really grieves me, what he said. A little bit later, God called my attention to Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14. Jesus says to us, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, 
and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way, which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. And then God said to me, the world wants approval to sin. But the church, the real church, we want freedom from sin. By the approval to sin, they're free to sin, they think. They think they're free to sin without consequences. And they're looking for that. Well, they'll find plenty of churches that will tell them, yes, you can marry a divorced woman. Yes, of course, a divorced woman can remarry. Oh, yes, it's fine to be a homosexual. There are going to be plenty of churches that tell them that. That Pope recently said, well, I don't see anything wrong with being a homosexual. And I just screamed out at the television set, what about the Bible? What about the Bible? doesn't matter what I think. What about the Bible? Verse 25, Romans chapter 1. They changed the truth of God into a lie and worshipped and served the creature more than the Creator who is blessed forever. For this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meat. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient." We will be judged according to the Word of God, the New Testament Bible. We are going to be judged at the judgment seat of Christ according to what we have done on this earth and do we line up with the Scriptures. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 Starting at verse 9, Paul says, Wherefore we labor that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of him, of Jesus, of God. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that every one may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. And God will judge us by the scriptures. That shows whether it's good or bad. So we line up our thinking according to what God says. What does God say about divorce and remarriage? What does God say about the man marrying a divorced woman? What does God say about homosexuals and lesbians? It's not what we think. We conform ourselves to what the Bible says. It always comes down to this. What does the Bible say? What does the New Testament Bible say? For that's what we're going to be judged by in the last day at the day of judgment. And Jesus says in Revelation 
Chapter 3, verse 5, them that overcome through the word of God, conforming themselves to the word of God, I will not blot their name out of the book of life. There are some people whose names will be blotted out of the book of life because they did not overcome by turning to God in prayer and by doing the word of God. So we must be sure we're doing that. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today.